0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the show. I want to do an audio check. I want to make sure I didn't lose in the audio. Coach Wickard, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Coach Burnett, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, that's amazing. A lot of times I have to the show out. Then I have to go back. Hey, it, it, I'm telling you right now, that's a big headache. I, I like it's this big new headache. platform, man. Yeah, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's... I like, it's, it, I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube right now. Um, We are also on Instagram as well. So, uh, guys, share this video. We're going to talk about recruiting today. Uh, This is going to be Get Recruited Part 2. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, Coach Wickard came on once before. And, of course, we called that Part 1. This is going to be your Part 2 here. We're going to get into some... um, how to set up an email, um, how prospects should act on social media media as well. But before we do, go to my YouTube page, smash that subscribe button, guys. Smash that button to go ahead and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. I want to give a shout-out to my guys over there at TrackBorn. If you need any track and field equipment, Holler at my guys over there. trackborn.com. Use Texas Track Dad to get you a discount. And happy birthday, happy birthday to Mister Steve McBride. I actually didn't get to see you that video. Hey, happy birthday! Hey, you you looking young? I'm tell you that you looking young. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> you looking young? All right. Uh, for for those for those of you who don't know Coach Wickard and Coach Brennan, we go take this time for them to introduce themselves uh go ahead coach
1: wicker no i'm gonna pass the floor because he's uh he deserves a spotlight right now so all for right. david burnett coach burnett first congratulations it. man i'm excited for you and your family so you uh, go ahead and the platform yours man new head coach of <laughs> <laughs> ah, <let's
2: laughs> go. oh man let's go. oh man you guys you guys stop no i i appreciate <laughs> it um yeah, my name is David Burnett, um, the the new head track and field coach uh, for the men and women at Iowa Western Community College up in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. i uh, been coaching for about 16 years, uh, coached at the NCAA level at uh, UTSA and uh, North Texas, um, as well as SMU, and then spent a couple of years at uh, Western Washington University as well, and uh, just had tremendous opportunities. Um to coach mostly sprint hurdles and relays, and have had some some success with with those athletes. Had a guy who ran at nine nine zero uh, wind aided uh, Teddy Williams, who went on to play in the NFL for eight years, and then another guy um, who uh, just made it to the Tokyo Olympics in the four hundred hurdles, uh, Jordan Andrade, um, as well as Alex Donigian. He was a country record holder for Armenia in the the one hundred and the sixty meter dash. So thank you guys for, for having me on tonight. I appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. Not a problem. Let, let me tell you what. Let, let me ask you something, Coach. Huh? <laughs> and so I ran 100 the other day. I'm trying to get ready for that Masters, and I clocked probably about a – it was a low 18 flat in 100. You 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 think uh, you can give me some tips on how to get that? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 200-meter yeah, yeah, like time, and you got to –
2: Usain Bolt would be right yeah, behind and that, you. And that was right 100, behind. not the 200.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, go oh, ahead, man. Coach Wickard. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Justin Wickard. I um, spent 14 years at the college level, NCAA level, been all over the place like uh, Coach Burnett has has done. So I've had the uh, amazing privilege to be around some amazing head coaches like himself and others during my time at the. During my fourteen year college career, so now I'm in the private sector, and I call myself the gap filler because I always trying to fill in the gaps that these kids aren't getting out of the places and so now I've been in the private sector helping people get faster and work on their sprint mechanics and help hurdlers so uh and then obviously bring edu- true honest education about the true facts about college recruiting <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's been it's been fun.
0: I'll tell you what, Coach, you, you, you've you been giving out some.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. <man. laughs> oh, Sometimes you go. Trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you know,
0: uh, so we go jump into it. We're going to get on this recruiting. Um, so first, let's talk about the uh, NCAA eligibility that uh, all athletes have to register for because um, I know uh, it could be some parents. And also, uh, for those of you who are watching, this is a question a and a. If you have any questions for the coaches, um, go ahead, just send them to me, and we'll we'll get those addressed with um, like the freshmen's coming in um, and the, the high schools that already been there, can you explain what that NCAA el- eligibility eligibility is, and uh,
1: when should they register for that? Uh, when it starts to register, they should obviously register at the end of their freshman year in high school. Uh, they can go to the NSA Clearinghouse Eligibility Center. They can sign up for free, uh, but, you know, it is there is a fee once you get going. Uh, I believe it's $99, um, and they can get what's called their NCAA ID number. Uh, and then during that process, their sophomore year, they want to submit transcripts. Mm-hmm start having their guidance counselor start looking at the 16 core classes that are required from the NCAA uh, Eligibility Center. So you always want to stay on top of that starting your sophomore year in high school. So – and it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, People, you know, you need to start that now because obviously you want to explore all avenues. Uh, Coach Burnett can, can talk a little bit on that as well and especially now in his new position and how that looks like and stuff. But at the end of the day, kids can't look at just one division. And when I say that, a lot of division one. So there's been a lot of amazing kids that have gone on and been Olympic medalists that started at junior college right uh, because there's some amazing coaches there and some amazing programs and you can still get to where you want to go. So, you know, register for the NSA clearinghouse, starting your sophomore year, stay up on it, be talk with your counselors, you know, but never close your doors. Always start. Right. So Coach Burnett, you want to add it to that? Yeah, I
2: would I would um echo that that statement there. Um is you you just never know what the right opportunity is gonna be until you go down that that avenue and so um like you said getting getting the the eligibility center uh started is it's an easy process um because they walk you through what you need to do to 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 get started and then it's really about being proactive reaching out to um the different you know institutions that you might be interested in off the bat um it's, it's good to kind of look at Tfers and things like that. You know, that's a whole nother discussion, but kind of, you know, getting into, getting to um, looking to see what, what level is going to be the best fit initially is, is always a good start, but then um, asking questions, you know, I, I I probably answered (laughs) 30 emails today alone, just from, from uh, student athletes that are reaching out saying, Hey coach, these are my marks. Hey coach, you know, I want to go to, you know, XYZ University. What do I need to do to get there? And so, I think with shows like this, it's it's our job to educate because people just don't know. They really don't. And um, you know, we we might lose a lot of student athletes that way because they they're not being educated on the process. And so, the more education that we can do, the better we elevate the sport.
1: Yep. Yep. And and I'm actually as as we as we talk I'm actually working on uh sending the link for people that want it so that we have it and the, every year the NCA puts out a booklet and it's free. So you can go on there and literally it takes you step by step what are the 16 core classes that you need. You know, how many core classes you got to have done and completed by, you know, the end of your junior year, which is 10. Um, and then it goes on the list of, you know, hey, if you're homeschooled to AP classes. So that booklet, if people just n- go and download it, it's going to a- answer a lot of their questions, too.
0: OK. OK. Yeah. No, text me that link to coach. so I yep. could uh, add it on the show as well. Yep. Uh coach uh Burnett, uh you want to hit on social media a little bit. Um what yeah. are what what are y'all look what do coaches look for? Um let's say you're interested in the an athlete and you pull up their social media pages. What are you
2: looking for? So I'm looking for a lot. I'm looking at what are they saying, but also what aren't they saying? And what I mean by that is Are they somebody that is just in love with the sport of track and field? Um, That's that's all they post about. You know, they're posting videos of themselves. They're posting videos of their their friends. They're retweeting. um, You know, congratulatory. So and so got an offer. So and so signs with uh, XYZ University. Um, Or is it just fluff? Is it is it um, you know mainstream? Uh, media type of stuff that they're they're posting on, um, that's fine too. I'm not saying that they can't do that, but um, we want to see what is this individual about. You know, it, it, do they have a lot of profanity in their posts? Um, because no, this is not a job, but is going to prepare you for a job. And that's what a lot of people. Um, have the misconception, oh, coach is being so hard on me because he's telling me to clean up my social media. It's because I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity later on down the road when a potential employer goes back four or five years and finds one tweet or one picture on Instagram that's maybe a little bit inappropriate. And then it it costs an individual an opportunity. So um, we're looking to gain as much uh, intel as we can before we even contact that individual um, because you never know who is watching you you just never know and so when when that person doesn't know who's watching them, um, we want to see how they act are they are they are they acting in a way that will be conducive to how we want them to act at our institution or now that they know that somebody's watching, now do they clean things up and they're, they're prim and proper? So um, we want to see what that person's about before we even contact them. Um, do they have their contact information? Um, whether, you know, they don't have to put their, their phone number, but is there a way maybe their, 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 uh, their, their messages are open, you know, their DMs? Is there a way that I can instantly DM this person and say, hey, I see that you're a, a discus thrower or a sprinter or a, a, a distance runner. I'm really interested in you. You know, or is it hard to contact them? Mm. So those are some some uh some of the baseline things that that we're looking for.
0: Let me uh let me ask you this coach. So how long do you kind of evaluate their social media before you're like, "Okay, this kid I I I think they're all right." I know you just I, I know you just don't be like day one. Oh yeah, I need stop. to call her. They'll
1: be it,
2: watching it some,
0: some kind of, they will just watch
2: it a little bit. It's every day. It's every day. Um I mean because <laughs> we we are making a when it comes down to it, we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on on our track team, track and field team. Mm-hmm. And so on, in, on any one individual, we're spending a couple thousand dollars on so we want to make sure that, you know, this person is going to work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking at them daily. You know, if I see I'm going to follow that person and and I'm going to see what they're posting about and I might call them on. Hey, you know, I, I saw when I do initially make that uh, that uh, that conversation with them. Hey, I saw that you posted about, you know, uh, Shailene Frazier running 10.6 in that negative, you know, 0.8 wind what do you think about that race? Oh, what coach is really paying attention when I'm posting? Mm-hmm. Or did you, did you even look at that post? And did you look at the race or did you just retweet it? You know? Uh, okay. So, so those are the things that, that we're looking for because the track nerds, they'll be all like, oh, coach, man. Yeah. It was raining, uh, man. You know, uh, um, so-and-so really got out on her and and she came back and she ran her own race. You know, there's, there's those things that we're looking for. Cause then, if somebody's talking like that with me, I know that they're somebody that's really bought into the sport. Mm-hmm. They, they may not have the training, but they're bought into getting better because they're 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 posting about the best in their field. So it's every day.
0: Yeah, you, you kind of trying to see if they're passionate, you know, about you know track. Field. I, yeah, I definitely get it.
1: Well, we, and we then, have, a, and then on go ahead, top, coach, we go a little further on that. Is even when they get to college. Depending on the university and stuff, those universities, that act, the eligibility side of things, they're also monitoring their social media pages. There's been many times where the AD or the, an academic person has approached me or the, or the head coach of that program saying, hey, you need to talk to Johnny or Susan because we just seen this on social media and they need to take it down. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 clearly in a lot of universities that social media content, what they post is is in the handbook because you guys got to remember that, especially now with name, image and likeness, you are your brand. So because you are your brand, you're representing your family, you're representing yourself and you're representing that school. And those that uniform and that name every day, no matter where you go, and stuff, so you are being watched regardless, and there's always going to be people that's going to try to negatively influence you in a negative way that doesn't look good on those three light on those three areas so it's it's always being being monitored, even when you go into your career, you might have employees that search you, and they're like, "Oh, we found something." Five years ago, when you're in high school or freshman in college, yeah, hey, we can't hire you. So it goes well beyond just track and field. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, it's good stuff, coaches. Good stuff. It's so bone has a question here. How often do NCAA look at the eligibility center. Do they? I think I asked you something like that last time. We were talking about that. Uh, yeah. Will they think, even look at it, or it's just well, a thing I, they have I, to I mean, do?
1: I want to go a little further. Like, what is he meaning by the NCAA look at the eligibility center? Like, I guess I need to know more of the context of what he's really wondering. All right. Because it's so broad. So,
0: yeah, Bone, If you're still, if you're still looking at the show, just uh, drop it down in the comments, and we'll get it uh, back to uh, Coach Wicker so he can answer that. Um so coach Burnett um how can what when you when you're recruiting right um how does that athlete catch your attention cuz I know you got thousands of athletes to look at I know you do <laughs> how 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 does this athlete stand out from everybody else
2: so I'll, I'll start with, is it simple to, to, to see who this person is, right? Um, do they give me inf- the, just the basic information of this is my name. These are the events that I do. Maybe this is how, how old I am or this is when I graduated uh, high school. Um, I'm interested in being a coach, or a lawyer or whatever the, the field may be. Is there substance in a simple message? And if there's not, we're probably going to move on. Because, like you said, thousands. I mean, I had 30
1: today that were quality, quality. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said how many? 30. Guys, and this is at the junior college level. It's even, even more. Can you explain that when you were at the other schools, D1 and stuff? How many oh. you got there? Oh my gosh. I would
2: get on average, I would say probably, probably like, you know, 30 to 40 emails a day. Wow. Um, and,
1: and it, it would considering be online questionnaires that are submitted.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be, the, the volume would be very high. Um, and, and like I said, today alone was, hey, I'm I'm a distance runner from Kenya. I run a 8:40 in the the 3K. Hey, I'm uh, from Nigeria. I long jump 23.8 and run 10, 10 7 in the hundred. Those marks can help at the junior college level. You know, will they help at at the D1 or D2 or NAI? Yes, there are different conferences that you can you can score. But again, it's about can I can I simply understand who this person is when they when they contact me? Or is it this dissertation email that's seven paragraphs and they're talking about how they lost a year during COVID and everybody lost a year during COVID? Mm -hmm. You know, so we want to hear the story. But can you make it in a way that in the introductory email is probably not the best time? You know, it, it, it's, it's just like a, it's a courting process. We're, we're, we're dating. So what's your name first? You get to know each other and then you go into the deep story. But if the deep dive happens uh, initially, we kind of get lost or we get bored and we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just, there's so many other things that happen. There's athletes that walk into the, the, the office. There's, you know, uh, alumni, that call. There's donors. There's all kinds of distractions that will come, and then all of a sudden we forgot about Johnny Hurdler. Mm. You know, so we need to. Our attention has to be grabbed immediately, in in the in the the three line sentence that you send, and it has to have very specific information: name, email, you know, uh, the contact information, unofficial transcripts just embedded into the email and then a video I'm I'm clicking that video immediately, every single time. And if, if I don't know who you are, I'm closing the, the, the video really quickly because, you know, you could send me the the email in the video. And if I see that there's eight runners, normally I'm going to look at who's the fastest person in there or the best, the best athlete and say, I wonder if that's that person. But if you don't draw an arrow or say, hey, Mm. I'm in lane five in the white top and red bottoms, I don't know who you are. So we need some descriptors as well.
0: Yeah, that's some good stuff. Um, I know Coach Wicker hit on that a while back. Yeah, at least that are listening, when you're sending those videos, make sure you um, highlight yourself on there so the coach can actually know who you are. Uh, that that that's a big thing. And I actually had that written down. Do you, should they create a highlight video or just send you one
2: race? What do you think? I, I like to see um, multiple videos um, because we're trying to see a trend. We might see something in the third video that we open and say, "Oh wow, there's a, a major or minor technical." Flaw to this individual. If we clean up one or two things, wow, maybe now they can they can uh, contribute even more. Um, you know, and, and it's about angles too. We don't want the, the the mom in the stands that is yelling for her baby and, and the video is jumping, and yeah. it's hard to to keep our attention. So um, you know, a side view um, of a race or a a jump or a throw, you know, if it's right in the ring and for the throw, um, just something simple, like I said, but, and, and cut it down, make it Mm -hmm. uh, just a clip We don't have to see the entire race or the entire uh, you know, the person walking into the ring or doing their, their pre jump uh, uh, ceremony. Just show us five or six seconds. Hey coach, this is me at state. Here's one of me at, you know the Jesuit relays here's one at you know uh the Baylor Michael Johnson invite you know give give us a couple different clips because we want to see how did this person start their season at the Piggly Wiggly relays versus mm-hmm. how they went to state and now all of a sudden they're going up against the Juggernauts we can see the progression Wow. Uh, so okay man
0: that uh, my mind is still blown 30 emails a day and it uh, Koji, you, you, y'all got a tough job. <laughs> I, I, y'all got a, how do you, you got this kid, this female, 100, 100 meter dads, you got this kid, she's running 11.5. Um, then you got this other kid, she's running probably 11.6, but her technique is better than an 11.5 girl, right? So, how do you make that decision? Are you. But you you know this 11-6 is business is going to be faster than this level 5 girl. How do you make that decision? I, can,
1: can, can, I, can I go in? And... Yeah, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So this is where a lot of people won't like this, but it's true, right? This is now where – what's the injury history of both kids, okay? Especially on the female side, what is the body makeup? okay, physique-wise, okay, what is genetics of mom and dad, okay, what's grade point average, what's the ACT score, what other packages can both of those get, and then it's going to be what's their training age, how long have they been training, and what have they been training. Because let's say the eleven-seven 7 person is getting trained to the max. Some college coaches may say, Nope. Oh, but this 10-5 girl hasn't been running that long and is not really getting, quote-unquote, top training and doing certain things. Yeah, I'll take this person. Mm-hmm. But it also could be if they're both even, let's say, performance-wise, now it's going to really come down to academics. Uh, gotcha. Who's got the better GPA? Who's going to be able to get yeah. more academic aid and, and everything? So it's, there's just so many dynamics But at the end of the day, let's say they're both even. And if I'm sitting in coach's shoes at his spot or any other program, I'm going for both. Mm -hmm. Now, both are not going to get the same money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to try to get both if I can. Because then I'm going to recruit them and say, hey, you guys can be teammates. How would that be? Now you get to train with X, Y, and Z and this. And now you have 11-3, girl. Man, we can have a four-by-one that can do blah, blah, blah.
0: smart thinking there, Coach. That's smart thinking okay. there. Yeah, that, oh, man, that's that's tough. That is tough. So Bone got got back with us. Um, let me pull this up. Can you see this, Coach? Mm-hmm. Do they yeah. check for QPAs more than once a year? I'm not, do you know what that is?
1: Coach Burnett, you know what he's talking about?
2: No, is he just talking about the G, GPA? Maybe, yeah, so, about think, Maybe so about GPAs. What he's asking is
1: does the NCAA eligibility center every year, like sophomore year, look at the GPA, okay. junior year ah, check?
0: Ah, okay. Okay.
1: Junior check the GPA. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're only going to know that when you send in the official transcripts. Yeah, you said GPA. Yeah, yeah okay. you're right. Yeah. All right. So, and, uh, but yeah, again, that's, that's, that's an onus on the family, the kid, the coaches, and the academics to be talking together and knowing where their GPA is at based off of the NCAA eligibility and sliding scale, but also realistic of like, hey, this is where you're at. This is probably where you need to go. And a lot of times people don't do that and stuff so in all actuality don't leave it up to the ncaa eligibility center when you submit your trans your official transcripts at the end of every year mm-hmm. you should be a student in knowing okay what are the general requirements what i need to get in those are the questions you need to ask your coach your club coach those are questions you need to ask the guidance counselor if not then shoot you just pick up the phone and you call any university and say hey I'm a possible prospect. I just need some help and guidance, or you call the eligibility center and they'll guide you through. Gotcha.
0: Have y'all ever had to turn away because the athlete didn't take care of that? And y'all have to find out to like the last minute or, oh, or so can't. or something like that. Really? Every year. Every year? really?
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Kids will even get to campus and be like, hey. You can't practice yet because you haven't completed X, Y, and Z. We're still waiting on your transcripts. Yes. So wow. you can't practice. Or, hey, you know what? You can't come campus yet because you haven't done your – finalized your eligibility center mm-hmm. stuff. So when college coaches are calling, DMing, and emailing, take care of it. Don't wait. And the biggest thing I can tell you – is especially when they get into college, check your emails. Check your emails. <laughs> gotcha,
2: gotcha. Yeah, there's yeah, parents, a small window. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. There's a small window from when school starts to when, I, I can't remember the exact date, if it's like 21 days or 30 days, that if you don't have your your final transcripts at the eligibility center, if you don't have your amateurism questions answered like there's all the the checklist that compliance will send to the coaching staff once a week and and we're going there into the compliance hey is so and so done you know is this person missing that and if, at after that time if those people are missing things coaches say look you, you can't practice anymore i mean there's nothing more we can do and every single year i've been coaching every single year there are people that they just procrastinate or, you know, it's one of those things where the, the, the guidance counselors, they'll go away for the summer. They'll go on vacation and come back and they'll be bombarded with, with emails and they're just going in the order that they're received. Mm. And so now all of a sudden it's, Oh, I need this today. And they may have just been asking for it for the first time. And so, um, You know, it's one of those things you have to be proactive, get that stuff done uh, early because they're going to certify – the NCAA is going to try and certify those fall sports first. Um, And so with with football and soccer, volleyball, there's a a lot of student athletes in those sports. So track and field is probably the least of their worries, and that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So if, if those individuals wait to send that information in, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be coming to me because and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna benefit, but they're gonna have lost out on that opportunity at a, at another level be, just because they didn't get the information in. Yeah, and when, so coach, the,
1: says, and when coach says benefit from it, here's how yeah. he benefits from it: he gets to use that money to go recruit someone else.
0: So, um, yeah, you 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 all. Let's say you offer this athlete latest scholarship, right? They get to the campus. You fill out. Like they take care of the business with the clearinghouse and everything. Is that scholarship gone? Is it voided, and or can they still go and do the NCA clearinghouse stuff?
2: No, it's it's not uh, it's not voided. But you know what 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 has happened in the past when I was at the the NCA level is that it's it's just a, a a big X to start the year, I got you. you know, and it, and it mm-hmm. just shows that, okay, this person, we're probably going to have to handhold them. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. not what any coach wants to do because there's, there's just so many student athletes and there's so many things that, that need to be done. And so if we are sending emails literally every week saying, Hey, you're missing your, the, the, the eligibility center doesn't have your, your test score coach, I sent it in. Well, I have a spreadsheet from the compliance office that's saying they don't have it. So contact somebody at the eligibility center. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and, and if you don't get somebody on the phone, it's not going to get taken care of. So the, their scholarship is not going to be uh, null and void or anything, but it's, it's just a, a hard start to the year to not have yes. your star there for you know, yeah. the first two weeks or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I, I can see that putting in, you know, coaches head, and, hey, yeah, this athlete might not know how to take care of their, <laughs> their business, you know, and I'm out right. to waste time looking after them. I I I get it. I get it for sure. Um, what should an incoming freshman focus on um their first year? Should it be uh, hitting big PRs, uh, to show out in front of seniors, or get straight on their books, get that clearing house done. I'm gonna let you go first, uh, Coach Wicker. Then we'll come
1: back to Coach Burnett. Grades get you the scholarship, so the answer is focus on your academics. Don't take it lackadaisical. Come in freshman year, know what you need to do, and stay on your books. A lot of kids slack their freshman year in high school one is they're young you know and that's okay but right a lot of times now being on the other side is these kids at in ninth grade might not think they can be able to do college track they're not they might a the majority of them probably not even thinking that so uh, you got to start having those conversations right away and and painting that picture hey this is where you're at this is where we like to go and, you know, I'll give you a great example. I visited a school today and coach was like, Hey, you can run 48 in the in the open 400. He's like, I ain't doing that. I was like, shoot you. Would you do that? If you got a full ride scholarship, he's like, yeah. He's like, but I'm still not doing it. <laughs> like, you know, so a lot of these kids can't see cause they're not, they're in ninth grade. They're not yeah. thinking of, Oh, I'm going to, you know, not many are, are thinking that. So to me, it's the, Coach's responsibility to build that culture to start having those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like pulling teeth, especially on that side with the kid and even family and stuff. It's they usually wait till the junior, senior, or when they get that first letter or phone call, and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. So grades first, because at the end of the day, it's about getting your education, going on to college to get a degree. So yeah. you want to have the grades and points so you can go to that university that you want to go to to get a degree, and if your performances come into that, that's a bonus. So it's you got to start with academics because academics is everything.
2: Gotcha.
0: Yeah. What you think, Coach?
2: I, I would I would definitely co-sign to that. Um, you know, the a lot of a lot of schools and we're similar that we don't start practice that first week of school um, because we want our student athletes to start out with good academic habits, go to class, go to class, go to class. Um, It's so easy to get dropped off in the dorm. There's all this fun stuff going on, free shirts. There's, there's, you know, uh, uh, football games going on. There's tailgating. There's all that fun stuff. And then it kind of dies down <clears> after <throat> the, the second or third week. And then it's like, wait a minute, I've got three F's. How did that happen? Mm. Cause you're not going to class. And so you've got to go to class. You've got to pay attention. You can't have your cell phone in your hand. Like there's, there's things that, that we say as, as, as parents and as coaches, um, that it, it, it's just a no brainer, but to some of the student athletes, they just have different distractions nowadays. And so it's hard. It's hard to sit in class and not have Twitter on the background, even though your, your laptop's open, you have Twitter, you have, you know, Snapchat or whatever mm-hmm. going at the same time. So I, I always say, you know, limit the distractions and you're also going to limit mistakes that that will happen. So Definitely, we're not worried about uh, a personal best in September. I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, I'm trying to see, does this person have the wherewithal to do what we're asking them to do, and that's go to class. Hmm. When you come to practice every day, you're going to be challenged. You're going to get better. But we need you to be at your best in in March at the NCAA indoors or uh, in, NJCA Indoors and then in in May. Um, But we don't we're not necessarily looking for people to show off and show out first day of practice. You're going to get hurt. Um, So just just go to class, get your books, you know, the simple things of life and start out good trends. And then as things progress, um, you know, more will come in, in a better
1: way.
0: I got a question for you, Coach. You have a uh, you just recruited a top recruit. Um, they come to your school. They you're talking to them, and the first thing they tell you they want
2: to be an Olympian. Well, what What is your response to that? Great, I'm I'm training you to be the best athlete in the world. Um, and an Olympian is is a good athlete. It's not the best athlete. A gold medalist would be the, the best athlete in the world for that, that given year. Um, but can we break the world record? You know, Can we, can we be the, the best ever for that event? Um, it, it's funny you say that because I have somebody that contacted me that is a very, very good athlete. And they have high aspirations of, of doing great things. And, Coach, can you take me there? I think I can, you know, Um, I'm in, I'm in a position to, but can, can we do the, the, the steps that it takes to get there? You know, and, and more is not always better. I'll say that. Um, So, yeah, we, we don't really talk about um, that one instance of going to the Olympics. We talk about just the process of being successful and you know, going through practice and recovery and eating right and getting sleep, and and the the, the results will come from there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Uh, you want to hit on that, coach? And we also got a no. I, I
1: yeah, I agree. I think it's right. It's if if I'm back in that because you hear that all the time. Is I'm like that's awesome. Just like Coach Burnett said, that's awesome. Hey, you know. I I'm not God. God knows the plan better than I do. So if that's His will, and you're then it's meant to be. But my question would be: Do you know the habits that you have to create to have the chance to become an Olympian? Mm. Because those are two bif- different things. Many can be and want to, but what steps? What sacrifice? What are the daily disciplines that you're going to have to create over an extended period of time? to give you those opportunities and stuff. So, you know, that's where it's like, hey, well, you, what what times do you got to be to be an Olympian? What does it look like to be an Olympian? Are you talking about the U.S.? Or are you talking about overseas? Yeah. You know, Each situation is going to be different, right? And then I'm going further with it. Okay, well, why Olympian? Is it because of money? Okay, now let's go a little deeper in that. Do you understand there's a lot of people in there that don't make any money? So are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it for fame? Like what's what's the real reason and stuff? So I just I go even deeper and stuff with everything.
0: And, and, and I think that's a good point too, coach, telling them, hey, it's 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 professional athletes that work full time jobs too. You know, it's yep. you you're not you're not gonna I mean you're not gonna get that big contract at the jump, you know, some do, some don't. Some have to, you know work up to it, but yep. that's why I think it's important to have, you know, good academics on the side too, you know. Cause you never know how that and
1: feels yep. any sport. You really don't never know how it's gonna yeah. feel. And that's you gotta remember, right? Like you're you're if you're lucky enough to have a pro career. Okay, and there's different levels of pro. So just to say you got this and some shirts and shoes and your post collegiate does not make you a pro. There's a whole different – that's a whole different topic. But the thing is, if you are – if you go – let's say you get lucky and you go to 32. Well, now you have still maybe 40 years of of life, working career. Got to go get a job. So your degree is going to pay you way longer – than this little glimpse of your athletic career so Hmm.
0: i I get it i get it we we have a question here uh how demanding is track at big d1 universities when your child wants to be a major in pre-med
1: or nursing coach burnett's been out of school that has (laughs) a pretty good program with that so i'm going to defer to for to him. He's going to pass
0: it to you, Coach. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's it's very demanding. Um, it's
2: very demanding, and in those situations, um, there's not a lot of. And it, I'll say this, I won't make a blanket statement. It depends on the on the uh, the coaching staff, but the the experiences I've had is, hey, we want you to be good at both, but you know, you, it's a given that you're going to be a a good athlete. And now we're also going to ask you to have a 3.5 or over if you're wanting to go to medical school and or nursing school. So there's not a lot of leeway there for having mistakes. And so that freshman year, the first semester is usually, usually the toughest because of all of the, the uh, changes that are taking place. So, somewhere in there we have to have success or that we're going to lose that person. So we try to give them everything that they need, tutors, you know, study hall, things like that. Um, but it's very demanding because there's other things that we're, we're going to demand of them also. Hey, we've got, um, we've got tailgating, we've got alumni events, we've got a community service event where we're doing a, a drive for, you know, Thanksgiving, um, there's all kinds of things that they're going to be required to do. They're not going to have time to work. If they're, if they're a scholarship athlete, pretty much most schools are saying that's your job. Mm -hmm. You know, your job is to, to make that 3.5 or better uh, and to, to do well in your, your event. And so if now this person wants to work a part-time job waiting tables or something, now, that's taken away from time that they can study. It's, it's time on their feet. They're getting home late. So now their uh, sleep is being affected in their recovery. So it's a kind of a domino effect. So um, I would say that's where I come into play. Come to junior college. Get those first two years out of the way. And then if you want to go to a school and specialize in uh, nursing or something like that, there's some great universities out there. And along the way, we are developing um, their their talents on the track, but then also it, it, there, there's a little bit less demand as far as uh, academically because they're not it's it's not as strenuous. You know, mm. it's just hey, let's let's get these first couple of uh, uh, basic courses out of the way, and then you can go on and and, and, uh, and be a little bit more specific those last two years.
1: Yeah. And and I'll I'll tie into is when it comes to the demanding part, especially their junior and senior years, within the nursing or pre med, because now they got to go do shadows. That means they got to go to the hospital. So like Coach Burnett said, now you're on your feet a lot, right? And maybe you can only shadow during a certain time because you have practice. So you know, I can tell you right now, one of the most decorated distance athlete of all time for college, Sally Capiego at Texas Tech, she was a nurse. And literally her and her coach had to meet separately to do their own, to do her workouts because she had to go do her her shadowing and stuff and had to do all this other stuff. So it takes the discipline. It can be done. So don't let the coaches too say no it can't, because it can. Right. But the reality is, is you got to know yourself. Are you going to be disciplined, have the work ethic, have the like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go party after the football game or I'm not going to go do this because I got to study or, hey, you know what? I need to take care of myself because I know and eat well, because I know I'm going to go be on my feet for seven hours and shadow. But I know I got to go right back and do this. So you got to be really honest with yourself. A lot of people have good intentions, but then when they get into it, you know, hey, look, if, you know, if if I'm back in that seat, it's like, and let's say they have a 2-9. You're not doing nursing. You're not going to med school. Right. So, hey, we got to be eligible. Okay. Let's try to find a different co- career. And it's not to be mean. It's just being honest. Like, hey, you're most likely probably not going to get into into the school because you don't have the academic requirements to get in. You know, so the, it, there's just so many factors. And I think at the end of the day, it's the, it's the athlete and, and the parents got to be on shelves, And, but also pick the schools like, cause coach Burnett and other ones, I know the parents said, you know, all the majority of them said, Hey, it's not possible. Can't do it. One, a lot of times because they're not willing, a lot of people are not willing to make, the adjustments for that kid because that is hard and so mm. depending on the culture right now if you set that up now that can add a rift into the culture because now kids can be like well so and so gets the attention in one on one and training but I'm in this degree and why can't I? so mm. it just it just depends on the culture and the makeup too of how they want to a program wants to keep their culture too.
0: Nice, nice so on this question here he said his daughter had five offers from d1 schools and was told by four out of the five that nursing was not recommended but it, it is possible it could be done mm-hmm. so is that is that kind of almost killing that at the least dream to be a nurse because
1: no, right because again i think it's with that with the parent right it's what's the conversation happening Right, because I think a lot of coaches—they're not just coming out and just saying that flatly. There's other conversations that's taking place. You know, hey, let's do an official visit. Let's check it out. And they're just going to be really honest, but at the same time, they're Mm going to be like, "It's possible, but it's challenging." Yeah, we've had Mm -hmm. other people do it, but we prefer to maybe have another prospect that's not Uh, going to go. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. so again, it just depends on the dynamics. Trust me, a lot of coaches, a lot of programs do do it, and wow. they make it work, and it's and it's very and it's been successful. But it's it's going. There's going to come a point at the end of the day. Track and field has to, and the academic part has to be balanced. Usually, when it comes to those degrees, we know at the end of the day, the career is going to be way better. Than the athletics so what do you Ah, think yeah yeah it's good it's track is going to take a downside because you got you you want to go into that school and stuff and so that's where if that's important you got to ask yourself when it comes recruiting what is the best place for me to make that happen it might not be a power five it might not be a lower it might be a lower d1 might be a d2 could be NAI. could be D3 because at the end of the day, you still get in academics. You can still go there because if I have the required GPAs for nursing or pre-med and I go to University of Yakima, it's an NAI school, and I have good on the MCATs and I meet the the qualifications, I'm probably going to get accepted. But then I got to now interview because there is an interview process. I got to go against the panel and I got to now interview. So, how well am I going to do interviewing? You know, so there are just so many factors. So, it, it might not be the best situation for that individual at that school for a reason. So, at the end of the day, you got to look at what's the ultimate goal? What am I willing to sacrifice to get to here? Because at the end of the day, we all know this. And I struggle with this myself. We can't eat our cake and have it too. Everyone wants it all together. Yeah. But it's there's gonna be sacrifices. There's gonna be, hey, I, I can't have both.
0: Mm. Well, at least you know those coaches are being honest with those athletes because they've yeah. they they've seen it before, and mm-hmm. it's kind of one of the things the athletes go to talk it over with their parents and they're gonna have to decide what what's best
1: for them, you know. Yep. yep. Um, it's their biggest decision because they're the it's their biggest decision they'll ever make. Until wow. until they decide to get married, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. the house, and it's this, so yeah, yeah they're yeah. making the biggest decision in their young adult lives at this moment. Wow, hey,
0: coach, um, we got another question here. What do you think about this one? Uh, is it okay if I <clears throat> ask how much the scholarship offer is before a visit? <laughs> That you sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear from you. So is that
2: Lee want to know: is it worth coming down there? You know. Sure, sure, yeah. and, and and I'll tell you. I you know I I try not to on the first interaction, but um, if I'm coming to your house, and I'm I'm coming to do a home visit, I'm probably going to tell you what the scholarship offer is, mm. um, because. I want you to know how interested I am, but I want you to to, to come and see. don't accept it in your living room. come and see
0: mm.
2: and and meet everybody on the campus, meet the team, you know, watch a practice, go visit with the academic um, field that you're interested in. those sorts of things. but sure, ask the question because if you, if you don't ask, you don't know. They could say, well, oh, yeah, you know, we weren't really thinking about scholarship for you. We were just trying to get you to walk on. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask that question and it's how you do it. You have to you have to be tactful. Hey, Coach Burnett, I appreciate, um, you know, you coming to my house and stuff. I want to kind of get right into it. We haven't really talked about um, the financial piece. And that's really important to me uh, and my family. How much scholarship do you guys think you would you would be offering me at this point? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Um, and then you go right into it. And I'm gonna tell you why I'm offering you that. Not just here is the offer, this is what it's based on. And and that's a whole nother um whole nother conversation, but briefly I'll say that um I particularly use stats. I'm I'm not just the feeling kind of guy and you know, hey, I like this person's build. I'm going to go off of averages, five year averages. I'm going to go off of other things that Coach Wickard mentioned as well, though, such as, man, well, this person has four or five athletes in their family that have been very successful athletes. I, sh- I probably am going to offer this person a scholarship because, you know, they're probably going to be someone that pans out. Um, but then I also want to know, why are you doing it, though? You know, are you doing it just because everybody in your your family did it or is it because you really want to do this? And where do you want to take this? And what do you want to do after uh, you're done with your your career? So definitely ask the question Um, and and then you, you kind of keep it in your back pocket and say, okay, now I have three or four offers. This one's this one's low, but I really like the place. This one's high, but I don't know a lot about it. Then you can go through the, the checklist of things that are important to you and say, hey, you know, I need these questions answered when I go for this visit or I have to move on. Because there are so many schools out there and there are so many uh, other recruits that a coach will just move on if they don't feel like this person's serious about them as well.
1: Uh, yeah. Can, can I throw something in? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Go ahead, coach. OK. This is another one. And let's let's this is the honesty, too. OK, it's also going to depend on where you are on your official visits. OK, because I can sit there a lot of times. Let's say if I know you're my second official visit and you're going to do all five. OK, I'm going to want to bring you on campus first because you might we can talk scholarship like Coach Burnett said, but then you get to campus and you're like afterwards like, yeah, no, not for me. Well, the what we extend it doesn't matter. It's non-void. Okay. Because you're not choosing you're not gonna choose us. But then the second thing too is coaches are gonna continue to keep recruiting because if you're honest, you're not if if a coach Burnett, unless you know for a fact, you know what? I'm coming to Coach Burnett, or I'm coming to this school and I'm gonna take that scholarship. And oh, by the way, coach. I'm gonna stop all my official visits. I'm not coming anymore. I'm not going to any of them. How many are really truly gonna do that? Zero. <laughs> hmm. I mean, we yeah. even as coaches, yeah. college coaches, like, no, go take it because you're gonna keep exploring. We're gonna keep exploring, and as we as you go through that, there's continual dialogue and conversation, right? How did you visit? What do you think, right? And then it comes to like, coach, man. I really see myself here. Okay, now we can start talking some money too. Yeah. So it's going to depend on the institution. Some are like, hey, we're not going to talk any scholarship until you come visit because it doesn't matter until you come to the school. So that's where, like Coach Burnett said, you got to be tactful in how you go about doing things because if you come off too strong, now it makes it sound like, oh, you're just fishing for that money. And a lot of college coaches are going to see this. Uh, hey, yeah. Yeah. We are not your 529 plan. So, mm. so you know what? Mm, maybe not. It's not the best. We're going to move on. We wish you the best, vice versa. So you got to be really mindful. Like, they're playing the game just as, as we know that you're playing the game. Many will say, oh, yeah, I'm going to take – yeah, I'm committing. Okay, then we've seen it a lot of times. Well, hey, coach, I, you know mm-hmm. – yeah. So cause then at the end of the day if the coaches just think now they're just sitting there holding the money bag and going, Now I don't have anyone when I had five other kids, maybe yeah. possibly more to come. Yeah. So
0: Since you um mentioned um visits, that was actually on my list. Can you can y'all explain uh, the unofficial and official visits? Is it five, you get five your senior year or I, what, what what's the deal with the
1: visit? I would love for you to talk about the Jugo out. <laughs> if you can, not Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that either. Yeah, like we we do
2: visits. Um, we'll bring you in for a a visit um, because we want you to see what you're you're getting into uh, beforehand. Uh, in the same token, there's a lot of people that we we won't bring in for a visit because they're international. They're in Kenya or you know, South America or wherever. Um, so they they don't get the opportunity. So we're giving them videos, pictures, having them speak with different um, support staff uh, for the university. Um, but they don't, it, it's sight unseen. They don't get to set foot on that campus. Um, so a lot of it is, man, you know, I'm kind of trusting my gut to see if, I, I mess with this coach. I mess with with these athletes. Um, so, but we will definitely, you know, as much as we can. We have we have a recruiting budget and things like that that we can we can bring people in, and we can as coaches we can go out and, and um, try and find try and find uh, athletes. Um, so yeah, we we definitely want people to come and visit visit the campus because you'll be presently surprised. You set foot on, on our JUCO campus and you'll say, Oh my goodness, y'all's weight room is better than a lot of Division I weight rooms. Or wow, the indoor field house that you guys have um, is huge. You can do a lot in here. You know, so there there's a lot of things that you don't understand. So you set foot on the campus. So I would definitely, you know, want people to come and visit Iowa Western.
0: Oh, yeah, so so, uh, as far as, like, high school uh, athletes, um, so the official visit, do they get five, just five, mm-hmm. their entire high school career,
2: or is it five each year? Five. Or I, five total. Really. So, starting – and a couple of years ago, it started opening up their junior year, um, where, you know, basically when school starts – the uh the first day of their, their junior year they could start going on visits um mm. and it, it opened up a can of worms because some coaches were like no we don't want to do that that's one year earlier um because a lot could change yeah in that in that junior year the interest can change this individual's um their their physical makeup can change um and so it opened up a can of worms but it's also a good thing in that you can kind of sift through who is really interested earlier. And then as coaches, you can kind of have a progression and see how this person's progressing for two years, Mm -hmm. but definitely, yeah. Come on there. And there's a lot of junior days. When I was at North Texas, we hosted one of the biggest junior days in the state. And one weekend I brought 25 of the best athletes in Texas onto campus and and nobody else was, was doing that. But we had um, we had it tied into what our university was doing for for the junior day so they could come and, and you know, go to a football game and they can come get the entire experience and, and then just come by and, and, you know, meet the team, do all that stuff. But it was all tied into what the school was already doing. So it wasn't something that we had to to set up, per se. So um, if if there are those opportunities, I would definitely recommend, you know, looking at the university and seeing, Hey, do they have a junior day that they have um, you know, the different colleges for that specific university, the business college, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the math school, like those kind of things. Can I go and speak with those individuals while I come and then I can go and say hi to the track coach and, and stuff like that. I would definitely do that, but five official visits mm. and, and, and see, there's some people that will come on an unofficial and an official visit. Mm. It's, it's another touch that you get to have with the team, with the coaches. So I would recommend that as well. I, I know it's an investment, but yeah. this is a really, uh, a really important decision that's being made. So um, if the school's paying for one and then you have to pay for the other, because an unofficial, we don't we're not paying for anything, but is an official my question. visit. Okay. Yeah. Once we start paying for for mileage for, you know, for the, the student athlete to drive or a hotel room or a flight, mm-hmm. that's when it's considered an official visit.
0: Okay. Um
2: yeah.
0: And I was just about to ask you that. Um what makes it official, but you just told me when the um school is Putting that money on that athlete, yeah. Nah, nah, I will nice. say,
1: I will say, Let's you know, since Coach here too is, you know, if you if you take your five official visits when you're a senior, right, and then you go into college, mm-hmm. you go know, into the transfer portal, you can't go do a visit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can do that. Okay, the other thing is, if you go the junior college route, their their sophomore year. They can go make visits and stuff. So, But that's the only time that can happen. But now let's say it's uh, – let's say you're – especially for guys when it comes to football, okay? Football and track. You can't take two official visits to the same school. So let me uh. take an official visit for football and then go take an official visit for track at the same school. So it's one official visit per school, regardless of the sport you play.
0: Yeah, yeah that that's good stuff because, um, yeah, I was that's that was one of my questions because I, I actually wanted to know how that really works. And um,
1: then I'll I'll tag this in Coach Burnett. I want you to go into this because this is, yeah, I'll, I'll say. it. College coaches, this is a pet peeve of theirs. We're going to go do home visits. Okay. Don't take home visits just to take home visits because it's sighting and you got college coaches coming into your house. Okay. Respect your time, but also know the list. Be, know the realities. Like, do I really want to entertain this? Because you don't want to waste the college coaches' time and then also your time. But also know when, the, when are you going to make your deadline? Because college coaches are coming to your house, want to make that impression. But they're also coming to your house for the biggest reason. And that is to get you to commit to make an official visit to their school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of times you, you got to be careful because if I come into your house and I'm all and at the end I am going to ask you okay here's my dates what date would you like to come hey coach appreciate it we love it we, we want to entertain more official more coaches we got some more in home visits totally fine but don't string it out cuz eventually what can happen it can backfire and then that coach go okay you're playing this too much I'm not liking it we're backing out hmm. and stuff so I mean, I know kids that have had 30 home visits. 30. <laughs> Same thing, like, right? There's a big post of like, hey, here's my top 10. That's exciting. That's great. But you can only take five official visits. So you got to narrow it down. And eventually mm. you going to narrow it down to three. Okay. So all that's exciting. But then today, the you have to pick one. So mm. just know. And I think that's where parents stuff – to get worn out because it's a lot because you're also putting it on sort of yourself too of like man we're entertaining all this but if you're, t- you're like, you only have to choose five I mean out of the 20 that came in how much were they really were you really interested in or did you say hey this is cool because I get to take a picture and put it on social media and you know hey look I had a coach come do a visit mm, so yeah. You know, you, you got to be. There's a game to it. There's a game to it. But also be honest with yourselves and know: is this school financially can we afford this? If there's no athletic, you know, what's the degree? Okay, is this a coach and a program that develops athletes that's done a good job? Is this something that I want to be a part of? Is this the location I want to be a part of? Don't just like, oh yeah, coming in on a, on a home visit and you know. So. uh
0: yeah. Um. One of our favorite fans for tonight, Bone. Um, I think we covered this, too, uh, on how the official visit is set up. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, So the recruiter or coach, they'll contact the athlete, invite them to the campus, and they'll pay for some of the stuff, if not all of it, right? And that makes it official. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's jump into um, this email. Coach Wicker Put together, let me see if I can pull it up here. An amazing presentation on his email. So, Coach Wickard, I'm gonna hand it over to you and Co- Coach Burnett, you can chime in whenever you like, okay?
1: hmm Awesome. So and so we- you, you, like you said at the beginning, right? How how do I get noticed? Okay, the first big notice starts with performances. Your performances are going to get you noticed, okay? If you're not really getting noticed, it's because of your performances, okay? That That's 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 honest truth, okay? It's not going to be because I warmed up really good, I have a good attitude, okay? Coaches are going to see that if they're watching someone else, but the good attitude the how you warm up is not going to make a college coach go, ooh, let me, you know, now – might watch you run and go oh i like how this person's running now let me go to miles splitter or or athletic.net look at this kid and see what their performances are okay so that's the biggest thing okay but when it comes to that contact it's it is putting your fillers out there okay and it is your emails okay it's the other things and this is where you know when I go, I'll ask Coach Burnett this, I already know what he's going to say. Um, but majority of emails at college coaches, you guys have seen this now, about 80% to 90%. And a lot of this, what I put here, is from power fives to mid major to NAIs. I mean, I had over 50 coaches give me response back to the, when it comes to this. So this ain't just one or two coaches the majority of them saying the majority of their emails they're getting don't even meet their standards or basically they're not good. Okay. They're a waste of their time. Okay. And here's the thing. And you guys will see example later. It's like coach Burnett said, get to the facts. If we know it's if you know, it's about performance and grades, give them what they want, make an introduction, keep it short say ID number, graduation year, your PRs with with your event averages, your top five fastest times and average them. Put your mile split profile, your GPA, your test scores. Attach your official transcripts and test scores. And then you leave it at that. And if they're interested, they will follow back up. And stuff that's and then from there that's where you can start sending out other things giving the story giving a little per, bit of perspective on things because at the end of the day it's GPA and performances then from there now it's we can go through other avenues and stuff so it's it's very very important that your first email you keep it short bullet pointed to the point and the only question that you would ask is coach, what are the performances and standards that I would have to have to be considered a possible prospect for your program? And then they will spawn back and give you the standards. So, And make sure that you're emailing the schools where your performance are in line. So if I'm a 12-12 girl and I'm going to email Coach Shaver at LSU – that falls in line with, with the email, with the, the screen that you're seeing right now in front of you. You can go delete. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if I send it to an NAI school or a D3 where my performances are in those, I'm going to probably going to get a response. Okay. So you have to be honest and realistic and accurate of who you're emailing. Okay. That's it, that's huge. And like Coach Burnett said, like your first header, make it simple. Subject line Justin Wickard, prospect of class of twenty twenty three. Now when I get it in my box, I already know it's a prospect. Don't just say Justin Wickard. So Coach Burnett, I'll let you go in from there, man. Because a lot of this is stuff that's gonna come from your mouth. <laughs> It's on the slide.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I literally those 30 emails I probably I probably was able to go through that in maybe 7 minutes and and I'm not even I'm not even joking. Um because half of them were exactly what you said, I could not tell what this person wanted. They said that they're a track athlete, and then it's just three or four paragraphs of, okay, you know, I, I want to be an Olympian. I want to do this. I want to do that, but I don't know what, what are your marks? Where are you from? What high school, when, you know, just give me the the, the basic stuff because then I can, I have to forward that to an event coach. So I'm not going to just forward it to them. And then they're like, man, coach, why why did you send me this? And they delete it. So I'm trying to save them the trouble because I need them to do other things. Right. So I'm going to sift through it. And if I can't, if I can't sift through it and say, okay, I'm going to email this to my thirst coach. And then I can send it to my thirst coach and say, look at this. I got a good prospect for you. You know, I've watched the video as well. Hey, tell me what you think of their footwork. Hey, tell me what you think of, of this. Now we can we can both work on it together. But if they want to put it in my hands, because they sent me the email, and and I can't tell um a lot about this person, it's gonna be deleted. Um, over the years, I've I've had very few tryout or walk-on athletes that ended up with like major scholarships. It just it just didn't happen. Um, there are there a dime a dozen that, you know, ended up doing pretty, pretty good. But if you had to try out to the team to, to be on the team, it's really hard for you to en- then end up with a full scholarship. You know, it just usually does not happen that way. So like Coach Worker said, just be realistic with um, with where you're trying to go. And do some some of that recon beforehand, and see go to t first t f r r s every every school is on there, and you can look and see what's happening in the conference you can look and see what's happening on that that individual team and see what kind of development is taking place or is there none um mm. but you gotta you you have to it's really it's really hard I can see the other side is as a high school athlete. Or as a transfer athlete, you know, trying to put yourself out there to this coach. You want to make an impression. I get it. You want to make that impression. But you have to make it short. You have to make it simple. And you get one chance. So in that one chance, you want to hit a home run. You want to say, man, you know what? This is the chance I get. If I don't do this, I can't get to the finals. This is my prelim. So in this prelim, I've got to get it. I have to write a good... Uh, message, and it's got to be short. Mm. And do that.
1: Yeah. Now, now, this is the question I'm going to ask you, and I know you'll be honest to me. Here's one tip, home run. Okay, Coach Burnett. There's two questions to this. How, in your time of coaching so far, how many handwritten letters have you received from a prospect in the mail? Mm. maybe one but probably zero and when you did receive that one what was your reaction
2: whoa (laughs) this person took time to to write
1: something not type but write this note so yeah step one how do you get noticed do something that other people aren't doing make it personal write a note to coach burnett Okay, mm. or whoever else. Okay. Send the send the original email and then send a handwritten and don't just make it personal. Do some research. Okay. Don't make it a two-page two note, you know, but make it short. That's it. first of all, it's gonna be wow. Okay. And here's the next here's the next one for you, Coach Burnett. So let's say Texas relays, because that's a big weekend for high school kids. Okay, yeah. or let's say AM yeah. indoor meet. How many times has a kid or a coach came up to you and introduced themselves to you?
2: Oh, several times, several.
1: Okay. How many of, you act, how many of them have ever handed you anything? Very seldom. Okay. Number two of how to get noticed. And if you don't think this would work, you say it won't work. I bring a business card with me. Has a has a profile picture of me hurdling or whatever throwing running have my name have the school that i go to okay have my information on there on the back of it has qr codes those qr codes are links to my athleticprofile.net or my mile split and then the, and then the second one is a qr code to my official and unofficial transcripts and test scores and then the third one is a qr code to my highlights Coach Burnett, if I walked up to you and introduced myself and handed you that and then asked you for a card, what would you think?
2: Oh, that would be amazing because everything is right there in one spot. I can pull up my phone and just hover over it and say, well, here's here's everything I need to know about this person. And that would be extremely um, unique. There's there's not going to be two athletes at that meet that do that. Nope. You know, so mm. if if one did it. That's going to stand out to me. If it's in my event group, I'm signing that person probably. You know, they're good just, just <laughs> off of that. Um, if it's in if it's in another one of my coaches' event groups, I'm going to say, you know, this this athlete did, and then you tell a story, and then I'm wowed because they 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 took the time to to do all of that. That's going to take time to set it up on the back end, but once those cards are done. You're gold, you know?
1: Yep. So so then let's say a kid did that, right? Let's say then after the A&M meet or after Houston or, you know, Texas Tech, or any other high school meet, okay? And then let's say a week later, you get a handwritten letter in the mail from that kid saying, hey, coach, nice to meet you, da-da-da, congratulations. You know, now what? Now where are you gonna now I, where does the mark go up even more
2: <laughs> yeah they're they're continuing to impress me because they're doing things that not every every prospect is gonna do um, and, and again it, it's showing me that they are uh, they're putting in the time and the effort to to stand out, not just you know go on online and say hey i I met so and so at the meet." I'm really interested in the program. They're taking a step further and in, in investing in the relationship. And that's, that's a lot of what recruiting is. It's relationship building.
1: And so, um, mm. yeah, that would be great. So so this is just me, right? As you can see, it takes legwork. Yes. Not just, hey, I'm going to put it on cruise control. Like You got to put in the work. And that work might be a lot of work. To get this much back. Just like college coaches, we are recruiting a load of kids to sign this many kids. We're going to get all these no's and we're going to get this many yeses. It's the same thing on the, from the high school standpoint. Same thing. So yeah. you know, to me, if I if I'm sitting as a club coach or high school coach, those two things I did – I'm sitting down with my kids and I'm doing those for every single kids. I'm having the parents pay for those cards. And then as a coach, I'm having those cards with me. And I introduce myself to the coach. Now that's even sets it even more. And then you take those cards that you got from the coaches in exchange. You hand it to the parents and you say, here's the co- cards that I gave out to. Now, number one, parents know that you're actually giving stuff out. Now you're giving on the onus of the parents and the kids because we read it in the, in the box to the right. Club coaches and high school coaches, a lot of them are knowing that it's pushed on, but we don't know if it's really coming from the kid. Is the kid really interested or is this a coach trying to get this kid scholarship? I'll take this person. But it also mm. could be. Mm. So it, it, it's – there's just so many, you just got to look at it at a bigger picture and it takes a lot of work. And if we're, if you're honest too, the amount of work that has to be done, one club or one high school coach, they can't do it. They're teaching, they have jobs, they're doing other things. If you want to do it, you have to do it yourselves.
0: Yeah. You're you're right about that. And um, athletes, parents, indoor season, it'll be here before you know it. So go ahead and start designing those cards Um, with those uh, codes on the back. You can actually go to the app store because I just downloaded a code generator yesterday for the barcodes. You can go there. You can download an app where you can create those codes. You can attach uh, pages to them like Texas Milesplit Split, athlete.net, their profile. You can attach that to that code. Then you'll put it on that card or whatever. Uh, if y'all need help with that, shoot me um shoot me a message or uh, shoot Coach Wickard a message and and um we can point you in the right direction, but that that's a good idea. <laughs> that, that that is a good idea. Uh, and we are going to make sure my dog has some nose. <laughs> <Coming up. laughs> <laughs> but Coach Wickard put this is amazing right here. This right here is this is some good stuff. So, Coach Wicker have put together a, a, e- a email that should go to the coaches. Can you run through this real quick? And, um, man, this is <laughs> this so, is a so good first, stuff. So,
1: go first, so first, you know, I'm all, I'm always going to test myself, right? Because it's going to depend on certain coaches like it certain ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to defer, and I'm going to ask Coach Burnett to give his take on how things are set up maybe some tweaks and stuff because it's going to depend on each coach let Let me see see if i can do you see it yeah i'm trying to zoom in on it all right Uh, okay if you can look in your phone i sent you the pdf okay that's
2: right let me look real quick give me one second Okay. Yeah, so it has all of the the information, um the yeah, the links to the split or athletic.net. That would be really helpful. Um the videos. Yeah. I would even uh, if there's a way to uh, maybe highlight or, or bold, you know, certain things such as their their mouth split link or the, the video link. So that way that really stands out, um, because, again, it's, it's not just me, but we we as coaches, we our attention span is very short. And so, if we're reading through and we're like, okay, okay, I see, like in this situation, this person's a ten-seven. All right, well, oh, there's a video. Okay, let me click on the video. And then in that video, you have five seconds—that's half of that ten-seven—to <laughs> show me who you are in this one video. And if I don't know who, what lane you're in, what what jersey top you have, those kind of things. The whole email just got deleted. Yep. And then you go to the next email and there's a 10-7 that has what lane, what jersey. And all of a sudden, they just jumped ahead of you. Mm. So it, it's petty, but it's true. It is very true. It happens. Wow. Um, so because they, their their email was, it, it had more, it just a little more substance. Um, or, hey, you know what? my dad also went to your school. He had great things to say about your school. That's why I'm interested in Iowa Western or whatever the school may be. Oh, cool. Now I can, I can ask um, another coach on the staff, Hey, did you know a so-and-so that that said their brother went here or their relative or so-and-so now there's, there's more conversation that can be had. And then they say, Oh yeah, I know so-and-so's family. They're a great coach. You should really look into this person. So the 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 substance that matters, again, you can really quickly inject that into the email and say, hey, by the way, I'm from Omaha right up the street. That's why I'm really interested in your university. Or, hey, after I go here, I'm really interested in going to Nebraska or whatever the school may be. You know, so um, this is this is good. It, it, it's short. It, it has. You know all the information that that we would need. Um, you know the, the the one thing that um, that might be, like I said, missing is just like, okay, what do you want to do with with your academic career? You know. I don't, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, if, if Coach Wickard, if, if that's in there, but. Yeah, I have a degree of interest. That's it. Okay.
1: Because okay. my whole thing was like, right, it's the first snippet. Yeah. And some of the stuff you're talking about, then I would be like, now that's the follow up email. Right. right. Sort of like chunk things out. Now, one thing, two things that are missing that need to be in there is your NCID number and your. Uh, uh, Shoot, help me out. Fica score, right? Is it Fica score? Oh, the phospho, um, FASFA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Those are two things that need to be in there. You
2: that know I'd what? Need. too? you can add in their social media. Yes. Um, just their their quick handles. You know, their their Twitter, their Instagram. Yep. Here's, a, you know, click on this link. It'll take you my page. Yep. And that would that would literally be just about everything that yep. you would need to be able to, you know have a pretty good look at this prospect.
0: Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, guys, this, um, <laughs> that email template, is it's the bomb. And um, you need to get with Coach Wicker um, if, if you're interested in getting more information about this template here as well. And that, that was a job well done on that, Coach. Um, but, guys, we're going to have to – cut this show because you know i'm old and it's getting late. and i got work <laughs> uh, we, we had um we had a few questions left but um we're we gonna we're gonna save those for um next time um yeah y'all, y'all guys got got anything before
1: we we get out here? I, I, I will i will i will say this um People that are going to, that were in it or currently listen to it or are going to listen to it later, okay? When I say this, I'm saying it in true honesty and sincerity, okay? For anyone that's seriously looking at track and wants to go to college, okay? There's a person on this panel right now, okay, that knows his stuff. Okay, if if my son was in was getting ready to go to college, I would I would honestly truly trust Coach Burnett in leading my son or my daughter and knowing that they're gonna be taken care of. Number one. Number two is I know he can coach. Okay. And number three, the dude is connected, just like myself and other people. So just because it's a junior college, your dreams and your 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 aspiration can still happen, okay? It's going to be a lot more personable, okay? So at the end of the day, everyone that's listening, you need to consider Iowa Western because not of the program. It's because of who's leading the program, and that's a lot of things to do when it comes to looking at schools is who is leading it. Because it's the leadership of that program that matters more than anything. Okay. So just because it's Iowa Western and it's farther away from Texas, a lot of things can still happen and be really, really good and successful. And Omaha's a nice area too. Okay. So I appreciate um, that. You're welcome, man. And I and I truly mean that. So um, but you know, we're here, Coach Burnett's here, you know. I mean, I appreciate you, sir, of of hosting, resharing stuff. You're doing a great job of promoting these high school kids, doing the interviews, um, and, you know, you, you, I appreciate you and what you're doing, too. Because, I appreciate uh, that, Coach. I appreciate you're welcome, because I know you don't get enough of it, and you need to be, you know, thanked and and everything. So, you know, keep doing the good work that that you're doing, too. Because it, nah, pre- it takes a village. Cause we're yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, uh, and I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, when I started this, um, when I was start did my first podcast, uh, I told myself, you know what, if nobody never listened to this, I don't care because I enjoy doing it, you know. Uh, but it, it's really been taken off with support from you, support from Co- Coach Brennan and others that has been – you Know really, uh, putting the word out for me, and I I, I thank y'all too. <laughs> you know, um, but track the field is one of those sports that don't get that much publicity, you know, and that's why I'm here to help it. But, but if y'all decide to send Coach or um, an email or something, we didn't talk about it through the show. So, we just don't just go, don't go emailing them just your name. And come on, if you need to, <laughs> you got all the, you got this weekend to watch this show over and you need to make sure you're standing out if you're going to send them anything. All right. You need to make sure you're standing out. Coach, you got some final words?
2: Yeah, no, this is, this content is great. I, I'm sure Coach Worker can, can co sign in that if we had this stuff when we were coming out, oh my goodness. I mean, this is gold. So knowledge is power and you have to use it how, how you can. So my, my, um my suggestion to those that watch this uh, parents and uh, prospective student athletes alike, use it, you know, take, take the things away that, that you feel are, are going to help and, uh, and sit down with those people that you feel are going to help make this decision. You know, if it's, if it's a high school coach, the club coach, sit down and say, Hey, I watched this, this show. And I, I learned this, Hey, how can we put this into practice and, and go forward? If you have questions, reach out. We're, we're never going to just, uh, you know, shy away from, from answering. I know, I know specifically coach Wickard does a great job of, of putting out content um, on, on his social media. So, you know, go ahead and, and reach out. Uh, we're both on, on Twitter and whatnot. So, um, reach out if you have questions. Our, our our job is to help elevate the sport and educate people. Where that that's that's why I'm in it, you know. So uh I really appreciate the the opportunity to to be on the show tonight.
0: Oh, and thank thank you, thank you for coming. And guys, I will also go into the uh, description once this show loads and put their Twitter handles on there as well. And like I said, y'all, uh, y'all want to reach out to Coach Wickard, Coach Burnett, um, go right ahead. And Coach Wickard also does um, speed and hurdle training as well. I seen him get out there and step on them hurdles. I, I seen you, Coach, out there. <laughs> it's going to stop
1: eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, guys, uh, Thanks for watching us again. Uh, make sure you go to YouTube, su- subscribe to my channel so you can see more live videos like this. We got a lot of content on there already. We got a few videos with Coach Wicker on there as well. Uh, but make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any social media site. If you get to a social media site you don't see me on there, make sure you let me know so I can get on there. All right? <laughs> <laughs> But, guys, thanks again for watching. We'll catch y'all later. Take a check that out.
1: Have a good one. Peace.